Tell Me About It is a YYC podcast with the purpose of bringing awesome people together to discuss various topics with individuals coming from all walks of life. Join me for some good old storytelling, laughter, and craziness. All right, so today's an exciting episode because I have Sophia here. Sophia is a flight attendant that works at a big North American airline company. We're not going to disclose which one, just in case things get a little scandalous, but we're going to be talking about exactly what it's like to be a flight attendant, answering some of your questions, as well as doing a segment called Fact or Myth. So thank you so much for being here, Sophia, and telling your story. Thanks so much for having me. I feel like on the plane, so many people come up to me and they ask me questions. The most common one being, is this your usual route? (laughs) Um, But no, I'm happy to share what it's like to everyone because it's obviously a different industry that not many people know about, I think. Yeah, so we're going to get into a lot of questions. But first, I had a really serious one for you that I wanted to ask right away. Um, If you get sick at the airport is it considered a terminal illness (laughs) (laughs) I had to (laughs) have you heard that one before no I haven't (laughs) okay but in all seriousness we'll get started (laughs) so what made you decide that you wanted to apply to become a flight attendant I love to travel I think that's obviously everyone's first motive for applying for this job And also I speak a few languages and that definitely helps you get into the industry. And it's just, it's a cool gig. I'm so grateful to be in this position. And how long have you been doing it for? Uh, Almost two years. Nice. And um, the training and onboarding process, like how long did that take basically from start to finish? I actually, I remember looking this up before I started my training and it seems to vary by airline. Um, Some airlines do a group interview, some don't. Uh, Mine took a month and it's essentially like lectures. You learn, you have your your manual, you learn everything, there's exams and then there's the actual drills. So that's where they teach you um, how to fight a fire, how to do your first aid, how to evacuate a plane in less than 90 seconds. Damn. And did you find the exams difficult? They were so tough. Oh, really? I I was used to studying and I thought it would be a breeze, but it was actually so hard. It's a lot of information to take in at once. But I think that's probably also what they test is how you deal under pressure and if you're able to retain all of that and use it in practice. So, yeah, one of the hardest things I've ever done, but it's obviously worth it. Good to know. And when you were in university, did you ever imagine that, like, right after you'd be applying to be a flight attendant? Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, This just seemed like the ideal gap year, though. And here I am more than a year later still. (laughs) Um, And I've heard the industry is quite, like, saturated with women, Would you say that's true? And like, what percentage would you say are women that are flight attendants? I think the majority are still flight attendants. But what makes me happy is that it's definitely changing. You're starting to see more males as flight attendants and more women as pilots as well. Mm. One of of my best um, 
times on the road was a crew all girls and you just you feel like a badass walking through the airport with two women pilots and then your flight attendant so I think it's definitely changing worldwide Mm -hmm. and that makes me really happy that it's not just for women but everyone who loves to travel and loves to deal with people can do this too yeah that's awesome and like what what's your average layover time it really depends that's something I wanted to get into too just so everyone understands but you bid for what you want to work so you bid for your days off and your layovers your check-in your check-out times all of that so you only know your schedule month to month and just depending on what you bid you could get a longer layover or a shorter one you might not get what you want each month and hope for the best for the next month days off are obviously different it's essentially shift work Mm -hmm. which I hadn't done before so you might end up working holidays and weekends but then you get a lot of days off during the month too so I think it definitely balances out yeah what's your favorite and least favorite part about being a flight attendant um I'll start with my favorite okay (laughs) obviously the travel but Mm -hmm. also meeting new people Mm -hmm. you always work with different people each shift and that's just amazing learning so many new perspectives everyone has a different story I have friends from all over the world now really yeah that's crazy and your least favorite part least favorite if there is one (laughs) (laughs) um maybe just the inconsistency Mm -hmm. I don't know like it's never the same you have to get used to your sleeping patterns your Mm -hmm. schedule could change for you Do you do a lot of red-eye flights? I do in the summer, um, but I find after doing those for a while, it really messes. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, you know what? I was going to say the people, but I think you really need to change your attitude about that. Like, it is a people-serving job. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes they're just stressed and, (laughs) and, and tired from traveling and... I think that's like one of the parts that you have to accept about this job is that it is a job where you care for people and try to make their journey to wherever they're going the most enjoyable. Good answer. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Do you have any really like embarrassing stories while you were working? (laughs) I've had lots of puking on board. Oh God. (laughs) That's something I didn't expect. Like you yourself puking? No, like people around oh, you. <laughs> Has anyone ever puked on you? No, but that's my biggest fear. <laughs> um, you always have an extra uniform with you, just in case. Do a lot of people like have a huge freak out, like get claustrophobia and like you need to calm them down? And Sometimes. Uh, my favorite piece of advice that I have ever got is for people who are afraid of flying Mm-hmm. And there's turbulence. You have to think of it as potholes in the road. If you're going on a road trip, you hit a few potholes. It's just part of the journey. It's nothing. That's true. Serious. The same thing with turbulence, except for you're obviously in a small confined space with strangers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna get into some questions that I got from some listeners um, through Instagram. Mm-hmm. So. The first one I have here is, what's the weirdest thing you've seen on an airplane? I think this was right around when I first started. Someone was actually clipping their toenails on the table tray. (laughs) That's totally not cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ew, that's that is like sickening. How do they even get that on the plane? Yeah, <laughs> gross. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the weirdest mess you've had to clean? Maybe puke. Yeah, probably. Yeah, fun fact. I think to be a flight attendant back in the day, you had to be a nurse. Oh, really? Yeah. So they probably anticipated that there would be lots of medical emergencies, and you would need that training to deal mm-hmm. with it. So I'd like to think that after dealing with all the sickness. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of immune to it, hopefully. I know how to deal with it. It doesn't gross me out. And you know what? Maybe my body has gotten used to it too. Lots of people mm-hmm. say you get really sick your first years of flying. And I think that's definitely true just because you're adjusting to the sleeping schedule and, and the different time zones. But after a while, I think, yeah, your body definitely knows how to Adjust. deal with that. Yeah. What's the scariest medical emergency that you've seen while in the air? I haven't actually had anything that scary. What? Thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, oh no, that's terrible. We are able to call a doctor on the ground, though, mm. if something happens in the air. So that's mm. a really useful tool just to have someone with more knowledge tell you what to do and if you do need to divert or. So no one's had like a heart attack no, or anything like that? No, thankfully. No? <laughs> You'd think that's so common, but guess not. No. Nope. Next question What's the worst? Or who's the worst kind of passenger you've had to deal with, like in general? I don't know, maybe people who just come on board with a sense of entitlement. Like I I realize that you've obviously paid a lot of money for your ticket and it's stressful, obviously traveling Mm -hmm. and getting to the airport is stressful, but but manners and, and common courtesy go a long way, especially in the air. And what about those people that like, get up right away as soon as you land is that annoying for flight attendants yeah you know that is annoying (laughs) Uh, what else I feel like there's more stuff like that people getting really drunk yes yeah it's not a bar (laughs) (laughs) put down the tequila shots Karen (laughs) (laughs) um okay next question from a listener the mile high club (laughs) have you ever caught (laughs) people in the act trying to you know get jiggy with it (laughs) yeah I actually read that and I'm sorry to disappoint whoever wrote that but I haven't Um, I know and I've just I've kind of wondered why (laughs) I mean it's illegal and also (laughs) also how how do you fit the bathrooms are tiny yeah especially the planes that I work on it's there's usually one in the front and one in the back there's no way to be inconspicuous about that no definitely you can clearly see two people getting in the bathroom together Mm -hmm. um but there was a follow-up question to that can you get arrested for doing that or like someone asked me that um well because I haven't done with it (laughs) I like I don't know but um I'm sure it falls under public indecency or something but yeah no I was I was thinking about it and I think the only way you can join is probably if you know someone famous with a private jet Mm. but not on not on commercial planes (laughs) that I know of have like any of your flight attendant friends ever witnessed or caught people like have you heard any stories about that um no no sometimes on red eyes you see like two people under a blanket but (laughs) (laughs) but no I don't think there's any way to make it not obvious Mm. for your flight attendants not to see So someone else asked, if a flight isn't sold out, do you get free seats for family and friends? How does that work? 
No, no one gets free flights. Dang it. (laughs) My benefits are obviously amazing, though. I think that's one of the other perks that people want to join. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, it's not free. And I think like a secret that maybe people don't know about is that as airline employees, you can fly on other airlines, too. So that's kind of oh, cool. That, cool. Yeah, actually. that's how people get around is with their benefits. So yeah, if there if there are unsold seats, anyone who's flying standby could take them, but no, not free. And then just a really general question from someone. How do you become a flight attendant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you give us a brief kind of like process of how you got started and like any tips for someone who's wanting to kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. So like any job, there's the interview process. But I think the training is also, in a sense, an interview. But I think anyone who's good with people, I mean, it's the customer service job, yeah, should apply. And if you have maybe experience in a health-related industry, they'd like that too. Obviously, languages are an asset. Mm-hmm. What about, like, education? I'm sure each airline is different, but do some require, like, say, an undergraduate degree or, like, what do they normally require? I don't think most of them require a university degree. Just maybe like high school diploma. Yeah, and definitely. Then I think they're definitely just looking at your people skills. The and right who type you of person. Are and yeah. All right. And then do you have any like tips or tricks for finding cheap flights? Finding flights is like my favorite thing to do in my free time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's best to look ahead of time for your flights I haven't been able to find any good last-minute deals ever. Is it true that prices tend to be cheaper on Tuesdays? I've heard that, but... I I feel like that's a myth. Myth. Yeah. (laughs) I I wonder if there's, like, a jelly bean jar somewhere in the (laughs) office, and they just guess how many jelly beans they are, and then (laughs) decide that's the price today. All right, next question. So do you have any, like go-tos or things that you and your flight attendant friends always try to remember or like bring with you on flights? I actually just read this book called Around the World in a Bad Mood by Renee Foss and it was so good. I think it really shows what a universal industry this is that flight attendants all over the world are the same. They deal with the same job and the same people and she actually wrote a really funny list about everything that you need to know in life you learn in flight attendant training. Do tell. Yeah, I'm going to read them out to you because they're they're pretty good life tips too. (laughs) So the first one is know where your nearest exit is located. Very important. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Um, Always have a backup plan because life is full of surprises. Surprises. Yeah. And I think that's a really good one. Lots of turbulence in life. You yes. Know? <laughs> Not always a smooth ride. <laughs> you go through ups and downs. <laughs> um, don't carry excess baggage. Oh, yes. Yeah. A lighter load makes maybe the life journey more enjoyable. Uh, expect the unexpected. Big brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your emotions at bay. And then this last one is hilarious. Um, always pack a bathing suit. Oh. When I started, all the senior flight attendants told me that. I don't know if it's just some unwritten rule of being a flight attendant or just a metaphor for life that you should always be ready to have some fun and be spontaneous. And do you always bring one? I sure do. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. What's that What's that book called again? 
around the world in a bad mood. Okay, well, if Confessions you're of a flight attendant. Well, if you're interested, people, go read it. Sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I just thought of another question. Have you gotten super tired of staying at hotels yet? No. No. Not yet. It's still really exciting when you get to go to a new hotel and to explore and... Obviously, it's a bit tough living out of a suitcase sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's it's just really nice. I think one of the things that flight attendants like most about their job is the flexibility, but also that you don't need to take your work home. That's true. So you, you finish your day. You don't really have to think about what went on. You just go to your hotel room and relax and reflect. And, and then adventure. And- yeah, it's um, no, it's really nice. Has anyone ever been so drunk that you had to kick them off the plane? Not on my flights, but I know it's definitely happened before. I did have the gate agent, though, not let someone on our plane because they were too drunk. So yeah, maybe just remember that it does hit you faster in the air. Keep that in mind, people. Yeah. Don't be that person. (laughs) And then generally, how would you say this job differs from all other jobs out there? I think definitely your environment. Your workspace is your galley where you have to maneuver. That's beautiful. (laughs) Like four to six carts in a space that's the size of a small closet. Oh, God. Um, You're always on your feet. True. And obviously it's not nine to five. It's very flexible and at different times of the day of the week. Yeah, which is super nice. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit repetitive. Mm -hmm. You're obviously doing the same task over and over again, but some people really enjoy that. And I think the fact that you are with different people in different places, that's what makes it exciting. Random question. Do you guys switch when you're like speaking on the speakerphone and then someone's demonstrating? Or like, is one person always being the speaker and one person always demonstrating? You have designated positions each day. So depending on who's in charge of the mic they'll stay on the mic and then someone else will do the safety demonstration or do that specific part of the service which one do you like doing the most um I like being in the cabin during boarding and interacting with people Hmm. it's sometimes fun to be on the mic I get to use my languages (laughs) use an accent yeah (laughs) hello So is being a flight attendant really as glamorous as people think it is? I think most of the time, yes, I do feel pretty glamorous, all dressed up in my high heels and your makeup and you think you... With your dream and your cardigan. Yeah, (laughs) in LAX. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like you could go to a new place each time and no one knows you, you're free to do whatever. It's this exciting life, but I think... Like anything in life, there are trade-offs, and that's what you have to remember. Sometimes it's not glamorous. Sometimes you end up in the middle of nowhere, and your shuttle is late, and you didn't get a wake-up call. And Yeah, I was going to say, do you ever feel like super lonely, or are you kind of always surrounded by other flight attendants traveling to the same place? It really depends. We have a funny saying in the industry if you just go into your hotel room and don't go out with your crew you're called a slam clicker slam clicker so that comes from the sound of your hotel door closing and locking it so sometimes I think after dealing with a lot of people all day you do need to slam click and have a night in but other times 
I personally like to go out and explore with whoever's there. Yeah, I would too if I could. (laughs) Okay, so I have another question about the hookup culture. Is it true Mm. that a lot of flight attendants and just flight crew get together and hook up? (laughs) Classic question. I think everyone's curious about this. Um, I find not so much now. Mm. I wonder if it's maybe I'm younger maybe than most of the people I work with. And maybe back in the day, it was crazier. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely worked with um, flight attendants who are married to pilots. Oh, so obviously, yeah, that had to start somewhere. Yeah, catching um, obviously catching feelings, not flights. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not not too much. I would say I think especially with maybe like the Me Too movement and everything mm-hmm. happening nowadays, everyone is definitely more cautious and tries to be more respectful yeah don't want to lose their job fair enough (laughs) no and everyone just wants to have a good time at their job not not ruin a nice layover in Hawaii I don't know (laughs) all right so we're actually going to start our segment called myth or fact Um, I'm bringing in a special guest Mr. Senja just kidding Senya (laughs) Raiko he's actually my BF And he was feeling a little left out, so he wanted to come and (laughs) ask these questions. So, hello, Sonia. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I do live here. (laughs) I keep him upstairs. (laughs) She locks me in a cage. If you watch Borat, I'm like (laughs) B-Lo. What? All right, so let's get into the myths or facts that we found online, just some typical ones for um, flight attendants. So, go ahead. Sophia, thanks again for coming on to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I can't believe a frequent flyer like yourself has so many questions. Oh, it's just a few that can ruin your career. (laughs) Okay, so myth or fact, layovers are a big party. Um, fact. Just everyone defines party differently. (laughs) Some people... club party? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not like the slam pickers or whatever clickers clickers. no no I think yeah I definitely think it used to be like that back in the day or maybe it's like that with other airlines where everyone just gets together and has a big room party but I find not so much oh interesting okay myth or fact flight attendants have code names for passengers fact (laughs) I I knew it (laughs) looking at me what would my code name be I've (laughs) I have like a really big nose. It'd be like Pinocchio, air traffic control, something. I don't know. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of any right now, but there is a really funny picture out there on the internet. It's passenger bingo. And oh. sometimes you do that. So it's not necessarily code names, but trying to cross off everyone on your bingo. Well, I'll be wary next time I'm on the plane. Uh, myth or fact, passengers should always tip. Um... Myth. Myth. We don't expect tips, but obviously if you feel that your service was exceptional, (laughs) you can give a tip, but it's definitely not required. Do you get tips often? I do. Mm. (laughs) And do you feel like you do put in as much work as a regular restaurant worker per, per se? Totally. Totally. I think it definitely bugs flight attendants when everyone says, oh, you're just a waitress in the sky because you're not most of the training is safety related 
And I think people do need to remember that, that we're there to save your life, not to get you your Diet Coke. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if people want to tip you because they appreciate the work that you do, that's obviously so appreciated. I'll keep note of that and perhaps I'll get a nicer code name out of it as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pinocchio. (laughs) (laughs) Tippy Tipperson. (laughs) All right. Myth or fact? The earbuds and blankets that you hand out are used. Um, myth. Controversial. Okay, I thought it was a fact. Yeah. I thought the blankets were a fact. Like, I thought they were used as well, so I'm surprised about that. Or do you, like, recycle them or, like, wash them and then hand them out again? Or, like, do you know what happens? You know what? I actually don't know what happens to them. I just know that when we get them, they come in a clean wrapper that's never been opened, so. You're like, are suppliers actually Value Village? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, myth or fact, there is a special cabin for sleeping just for the air crew. Uh, there is, yes, fact, on the bigger planes. Um, if you're flying across an ocean, you do get a dozen at a time to sleep, and you all take breaks. And Have you been on? I haven't, no, but I've, I've wondered, like, do they make you wear company pajamas, or <laughs> what's the rule? Perhaps a company nightcap with a, your own pair of nail clippers. <laughs> Oh, God, not the nail clippers. Uh, my segment here is done, so I'm going back to the cage. <laughs> I'll let Nina take over for the rest of it here. Can I add one more myth? Yes. Yeah, I read this somewhere. I think people always wonder what the the dirtiest part of a plane is. Ooh. And you think it's the floor, and, and I always cringe when I see people walking barefoot or letting their kids crawl. Oh, God, ew. Um, but this, this very scientific fact said it's actually the headrest. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, that's the one that accumulates the most germs and ew. maybe, like, the peely skin from all the people coming oh, from great. tropical places. Yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap. So thank you so much, Sophia, for being on the pod. Um, And thank you to all my listeners, all six of you. Really appreciate it. And yeah, we really learned a lot about the industry. It was a great time. Thank you. Thanks for having me so much. Hopefully see you guys up in the skies. (laughs) 